Hi, everyone. Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast. We're here to celebrate the start of season two. And today for that, I have with me my wonderful mentor, which I love from the bottom of my heart, Rahila Khan, who is an advocate for leadership of love. Hi, Rahila. Welcome again. Hi, Andrada. Uh, thank you. This is so fantastic doing this with you. Yay, I'm really happy about that. And uh, I would like to say something additional for the people who don't know what's been going on. Um, last year, Rahila and I had a collaboration, and this is where everything started, actually, um, in discussing my first book, The Man, the Moon, and the Cascades. And Rahila was so beautifully willing to come on the show and unpack each chapter of the book. Uh, and provide her inputs and her wisdom. Why not? And this is how here we are again today, and this time starting this season with her, because I love her so much. Thank you again, Rahila. <laughs> uh, thanks, Andrada. You know what? It, it is so beautiful to be doing this with you, considering that we worked so full on from last year coming into this year. Of course, we had some gaps in between, but it has been the most incredible journey, you know, in the collaboration of uh, Impact by Choice and Leadership of Love, and of mm -hmm. course, hashtag Born from Love. So I just like to extend warm greetings to all our viewers and listeners out there. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Andrada, for having me on your second series of your podcast. Thank you so much. With all my heart, with all my heart. And I'd like to also share something with the viewers, with the listeners. Um, Rahila has actually been writing a book over the course of last year. And uh, it's a wonderful book. And I can share this with you with her approval due to the fact that I was fortunate enough and honored to be her editor so you can imagine that I know most, well, yeah, I, I think that I remember most of the content, but I've come across something that caught my eye big time. And that is an equation that Rahila is guiding her entire activity by, and I do hope that I'm not mistaken, and that... Um, uh, that equation is EQ plus SQ is greater than IQ. So, Rahila, would you please tell us what is this equation about? <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrada. That was so beautifully said about the book and the equation. Um, you know, coming through my lifespan in this uh, lifetime of 30 years of doing uh, inner transformational work. Uh, my book, which will be out soon, talks about um, leadership, but also looking at nature a lot and looking at personalities through animals. And therefore, the book is titled Manimals. That would be for another podcast altogether. Sure. However, coming through my journey of being an entrepreneur, being an educationist, being an advocate in, of leadership of love, and working across, um, you know, different um, 
how shall I say, across the board, working across the board with humans from unborn babies to people senior in years, um, looking at senior citizens. What I came to see is that no amount of education and knowledge uh, will make you a human being uh, or uh, the best version of being human. And I discovered that through my life experience of doing inner transformational work, that if we do not know ourselves first, how can we possibly know anyone else? And so often we find this in relationships, especially with our life partners, spouses, or others. And the foundation and the key component of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. And if we don't come into awareness of self in understanding or feeling our emotions in our, in our bodies, uh, because it has a biochemical effect, uh, and emotion is an energy charge. And you know, when we are angry, we just, energy just comes up from out of nowhere. And what do we do? We just spit out venom and we hurt the very people we love the most. So how then can we define that as love? Because if we truly love someone, we won't hurt anyone. So I discovered that along the way through my own personal relationships uh, with my partner, with my family. Uh, it's worse in your immediate family where we have all this toxic energy all the time. So emotional intelligence is hugely important, um, you know, in, in our everyday uh, communication with our loved ones. Having said that, once we diffuse all this toxic energy, if I may call that, in psychology, we give them words, as in anger, irritation, annoyance. So can you see the different levels of anger? And similarly, you will get hurt, pain, and you know, uh, we'll be opening up emotional wounds or we could be opening up physical wounds. And that is very painful as well. So there are different layers of emotions. And um, once we unpack all of that coming from the EQ, which is emotional intelligence, we automatically, something happens uh, in our biochemistry where once we take the lid off of all the toxic emotions and thoughts, something else happens where we come into this place of freedom. Um, and that's where our spiritual intelligence begins to open when we pop that lid off. And we find that there's more joy, there's more uh, openness, there's more exposure. When, when, when we leave ourselves in exposure of our hurt and pain, we give permission for others to do the same. So that is very important. Right now, if you look globally in what's happened with the lockdown, families are together. And where the man of the house, so-called head of the house, was busy out of home, um, seeking jobs or seeking some kind of employment out to earn money so that he could provide uh, for the family. Now that breadwinner sole provider is in the home 24 seven with their spouses mm -hmm. and with their children. And what's happening right now globally, the volume of domestic violence and, and uh, abuse is on the increase. That's sad. So, the moment we confine to small spaces, can you understand what's going on now and how much toxic energy we are releasing? Okay, so 
Therefore, emotional intelligence is so important in coming into spiritual intelligence. You can't have one without the other. Right. Okay. And what I found through working with people, like I said, across the board, that we can have the most well-educated person who can have so many degrees and maybe PhDs, but when that someone goes into the home space, is highly abusive. So how then acquiring knowledge helps us to be human? It doesn't really. Can you see that? Same with the businessman can be a multi-billionaire. But if that person is doing all the charity and having all this influence uh, out there in the world, but comes home and is a different someone. Children get very confused by that that kind of behavior, because that is where they don't trust adults, or they won't even trust their own parents. So that is very important, and that's why I came up with that equation, because I worked with mothers who were pregnant, bringing these babies and children into a toxic home, and, and what has happened to these children. Having addressed that, we looked at the education. These are highly uh, qualified professionals I'm talking about. And they can't understand how can somebody be so educated and lack basic common sense. Hence my equation, EQ plus SQ is greater than IQ. You can have all the intellectual um, knowledge, but if you're not being the best human being, what is the point of it all? It's not serving humanity at all. And this is why this lockdown is so important right now. It's, it's such a gift. As much as we're going through the struggle and the hardship and the pain, understand our ancestral lineage went through worse. If you're looking at the wars before, infections before, they've come through it somehow. But all of this is stored in our DNA, in our cell receptors. So the time has come now for us to pop that lid as well, to allow all of that old consciousness to come up and finish with it. Mother Earth does not need humans to pollute it anymore with our toxic thoughts, emotions, and negative behavior. Yeah. We got to come into um, a higher frequency energy. And what I've found over a span of 30 years, the missing ingredient to being the best version of being human is we lack love. We didn't see that actually we are love, our essence is love. And that is my other um, short equation or another part of the equation, which is LQ, which is love quotient. Mm -hmm. So we come through EQ plus SQ is greater than IQ, which will eventually give you LQ when we open into ourselves. Right, may I please interrupt you for a second here because I would like... Yeah you if uh if possible to dive in a bit into the sq part of the equation before we get to the lq part so that everybody understands what that sq um, um means and if it's um if it's if it comprises more components the sq um so that we can understand all all of them Sure, that's a brilliant question. Um, as I said, let me take a step back in answering SQ. When we look at EQ, I spoke about all the toxic patterns of thoughts, emotions, and behavior we've took on 
from the past. It's been passed on from generation to generation to generation, okay? But it'll take one person in a family to awaken to self, to say, you know what? I do not want to be like my parents in that toxic way because my parents didn't know any better. They lacked that awareness, therefore they behaved that way. I choose to awaken to myself in being a better version of that um, and eye-opening to love, that I will love more, I will demonstrate affection more, I will come into the more positive emotions, if I may word it that way. And what are the positive emotions? Um, is love, joy, respect, honoring. Um, there's a whole host of them. If my parents lacked resilience, then I will bring in resilience. Mm. If my parents lacked integrity and honesty in how they did business, I'm going to do it differently because I can see how that didn't serve them. It didn't serve the family. It did not serve humanity. I'm going to change that. That is where emotional, uh, sorry, we evolve from emotional intelligence into spiritual intelligence. Okay. When we awaken to spiritual intelligence, we're bringing the higher frequency energy and vibration of love, compassion, empathy. You feel, you feel somebody's pain. Can you see that? Because you're leaning into it. Because we all are interconnected in the ecosystem as it were when we of the ecosystem when we release all these toxic emotions we find that something shifts within us in our biochemistry that we become ah, more relaxed right we become more settled in our being rather than that frenetic energy propelling us to do 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 we now, once we release that toxic energy, we come into relaxation more. We come more into being calm. Can you see that? Therefore, deep breathing is so good. This is why, what we call meditation. Mm -hmm. Meditation is not only finding a quiet space and sitting there and zoning out. No, meditation is a way of life. In how I eat the fruit, how I eat my food. This is all to do with spiritual intelligence. Because your inner spirit awakens into understanding how your five senses are operating in this body. So it's all about the biology. Okay. EQ and SQ is all about the biology. How we let go of one, it's like emptying a vessel of all that toxic energy. And when that vessel is empty and free, can we now pour in? a higher frequency energy, which is spiritual intelligence, where we awaken to being a better human being in opening into compassion and love and empathy, um, in sharing and caring and nurturing. Can you see that? So when we nurture ourselves, we nurture others. If we are not nurturing ourselves, you cannot nurture somebody else. For sure. How can angry parents or people Parents that are busy nurture their young ones. They can't. They don't know how to. And, and this is why um, a podcast like this and many others, you know, that are being posted out on via LinkedIn and on other uh, social media platforms is so important right now, especially right now. It is critical for humans to awaken to themselves. 
to have, when you're opening to spiritual intelligence, Anuradha, you're opening up your inner spirit. You're opening up your inner potential. Your yeah. human potential is liberated because you're understanding your emotions. You're feeling your emotions and you're letting it go. That is important right now. And the more we liberate humanity's potential through inner transformational work, we transform from within. Transformation cannot happen. You cannot transform society if you have not transformed yourself. Nelson Mandela said this very clearly. He said, you cannot make an impact on society if you have not worked within yourself. And it makes perfect sense. Yes. That is a very powerful statement that he made. I hope that answers the question. For sure it does, because um, I see that, you know, not only by talking to you today, but I've come to realize during this, let's say, last month, that um, if I needed to be proven one more time that everything happens for a reason. Now, I totally understand why all this uh, lockdown and everything has happened for all the countries, because as you said, we definitely need to awaken to, to the next step, right? We need to take one more step into our evolution and to uh, protect our environment and most of it to go deep within and um, assess our feelings, our, um, you know, our thoughts and what we used to do before, right? And how we should change this uh, moving forward. And in this regard, I would like to ask you the following question. For going deep within, is there anything that you would like to recommend people? Something that, let's say something that um, we didn't, we can't find in any other way in, on any other channels? Because I know how special you are and I know how much wisdom you possess and I know how... Um, how of a great healing your energy and your teachings are. So could you please advise the audience something that you, uh, you would recommend for them to at least try once and see how it goes? Um, and rather, you know, thank you very much for your kind words to begin with. Thank you for that. Um, you know, it is something that each person must want. True. We cannot prescribe. You know, that's something else I learned uh, over a span of years is that we cannot prescribe anything for anyone else. We can only point the way and allow, that this is why it's so important to work with children mm -hmm. in teaching children, but also teaching adults right now in how to think, not what to think. Yes, yes. There's a huge difference in the two. Yes. yes. So from my experience, this is why sharing stories of different people in, in the evolution, I can call it a revolution in evolution right now. That's what this virus has done to, to us, is we are being pushed in our evolution. This is a massive revolution going on. You know, and this is why we all need to slap each other into waking up. Because the masses are in a state of hypnosis. 
You know, we, we are led to believe, yes, we are all in a state of hypnosis that we are led to believe you go to school, you have an education, you will get your seven A's and distinctions and you will then go into a tertiary institution. You will qualify with some certificate, then you will get married, then you will have kids and that is success. That's the greatest tragedy actually because we never taught human beings how to open into the latent genius, how to, to, to come into their own power and how to shine their light. Because yeah. we so robotically followed the old pattern so religiously of just being normal. There's no time to just be normal anymore. And the judgment that we have of others as human beings who are now normal and abnormal, you know, we so quickly judge that. If somebody is, you know, has impairment of vision or hearing or speech, we so quickly judge that. Yeah. But we don't see the gifts in them not having that, that their potential is unleashed in other ways. For sure. For sure. You see? Yeah. So in answering your question, there is no band-aid, there is no quick fix. However, what I know that that's a winning recipe in all my case studies and from all the outreach work we did in South Africa in liberating humanity's potential through the journey outreach work, I can speak from that space that you do not need to be a rocket scientist to understand emotional healing. You just require common sense that right now I am having a meltdown of some sort. I am in pain because somebody put me down or I've been abused physically or emotionally and this is how I am feeling about it. And we need to expose ourselves in our emotionality. The emotions need to come up. That inner thunderstorm has to happen for you to break free. You can't break free otherwise. If you're going to put a lid on your emotions 24-7 and say, oh, everything is okay. It's okay that my husband abuses me physically. You know what? He's the best provider. He gives me everything material. He provides so well for my children. That is putting a lid on things. Yeah. And this is why, for me, it is so important in working with one person in a family, then the children, then the entire family. We have to rehabilitate the entire family. Because if I'm only working with a child and I know the abuse that's continuing in the home, it is counterproductive for that mother to bring the child to me and put the child back into a toxic environment. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. The person is wasting their money with me. I always recommend as a practitioner that the, money, the mother gets work done with me so that she can then go back into the home environment and support the child and the entire family. And this is what I did over a space of 30 years in seeing how families are rehabilitated together as a unit to create a healthy society. Therefore, it is important first and foremost to understand your biology in how your biochemistry is impacted with toxic emotions. When we can let go of that, then the next step happens in our evolution is a psychology changes. Hmm. You can't change the psychology without changing the biochemistry. So that is where transformation happens. It's transforming every aspect of your body because a thunderstorm happens 
in all your cells in your body. So it is about getting the balance right, the positive and the negative charge and getting the balance right. That is very important. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So coming back to, to understanding the, the biology, then the psychology, can you see the greater impact that will have in sociology? Right. So our society expands and becomes better. Businesses grow in that way, where you're operating from a place of love, care, and nurture. It's a softer approach rather than the top-down approach of being very patriarchal or very matriarchal. That's not going to help, even in a business. Because when somebody is an authority, the person who is not very empowered will always have fear of authority. True. That's not going to help the business, neither is it going to help society. Why should we as human beings have fear of other human beings? And that is the greatest fear right now. In social distancing, can you believe that humans orchestrated this entire thing right now? In that with social distancing, we are creating even more separation between human beings. We're actually afraid of hugging and touching. That's true. <laughs> Most people are, yes. But where is the virus? The virus is actually in our DNA, which we're carrying for eons and eons. It's nothing new. This is a biological warfare, if I have to put it in another way, that we're experiencing, because it's affecting our biology by the psychology of fear. Yes. And who's, you know, who, what is bringing in the fear but other humans? Is that right? No. Can never be right. And this is why Mother Nature is celebrating in a way and maybe laughing at us inwardly and thinking how stupid human beings can be. It shouldn't be that way. You know? And this is why we come to LQ. When we open into love as we release this all our toxic nature of being human, of being so violent of being so oppressive of the downtrodden, you know? And, and the masses are that way, unfortunately. Leave them uneducated and we can control you. Is that right? No. Therefore, we need to shift the consciousness and elevate that energy within us. Every human being right now is being called to awaken into yes. greater awareness of being human. You are not here just to be a parent. You are not here just to be a mother, a father, or a grandfather, or grandmother. You are more than that. You are more than the CEO. You are more than the owner of a business in what you can give to humanity. And that is a deep calling coming from leadership of love. This is what Nelson Mandela was teaching us. This is what he was teaching humanity, how to come to a place of respect and restoring respect and dignity to every human being. And he said, never again must a human being be oppressed. Never again must that ever happen. That's so beautiful. And these are strong messages coming from global icons from our ancestral lineage. And if we cannot take the baton and run with it, I think this will be the best Olympic Games. <laughs> the leadership in, in rising of consciousness. What a fantastic Olympic Games this will be, where we pass on the torch of light to each human being and say, 
wow, you are great. You have so much magic to bring to the planet Earth. We love you for who you are. Do you see that? Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And what I would like to add here is that, yes, it would be an interesting Olympic Games setting, so to speak, without the competition. At least that's what I'm thinking about. You know, because by passing on the torch from one to another, we are actually um, um, convincing each other to collaborate instead of yes. a competition for, I don't know, the highest amount of money or how I'd like to, there's a metaphor that I always like to use, which is to get the golden ingot, right? Because everybody, unfortunately, is wishing for that golden ingot but most of the times, what it brings is only sadness, loneliness. Um, I don't know. People get lost into the process. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's I love I love what you what you are saying, Andrada, because that's the other thing I want to chat. You know, the chat that we're having to take it to the next step is uh, speaking about love. When we have this love we can now get into collaborative intelligence. Yes, yes. That's um, so you're on point. Yes. Yeah, you're on point with it because in the Olympic Games that you and I are creating, hashtag Born From Love, is a common goal and common vision. Yes. And when we collaborate, what do we do? We attract the right people to the Games. Everyone wants to participate in the game for a common vision, a common goal in collaboration. Yes, we by choice can choose who we want to be with mm. and we can delegate and say, Anrada, you are an amazing podcaster. I love your skills of writing and the way in which you write and put your skills out in, in bringing in higher consciousness towards this goal of uh, the Olympic Games of human consciousness. So that will be your skill you would bring. Uh, and I'm you in turn... Write this down. I, I totally need to write this down, you know, with the Olympic Games. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to leave this on, on the recording, you know. So, um, yes, of course you must. <laughs> so can you, can you say again so that I can write it down? So the Olympic, Olympic Games. It's the Olympic Games of Consciousness, Higher Human Consciousness. Consciousness. I just love it. I just We're planting it. a new seed in the collaboration, which Born From Love will take up to the global platform. I just Right it. here, right now, we're asking for those who wish to collaborate with Born From Love, come join us in the new Olympic Games of Consciousness, in leadership of consciousness, human consciousness. Yes, I love Isn't that. Isn't that amazing? It is. Yes. So what, what will Anrada bring to this collaboration? Your writing skills? your podcasting skills, and of course, as you work through your EQ and your SQ and your LQ, you'll open up more into your consciousness and you will expand into your uh, evolution revolution and you will be like, wow. <laughs> and there comes Rahila with leadership of love and she brings whatever she brings and like, wow. She so. <laughs> and this is this is where the collaboration opens and each person will bring the baton of their talents, their potential, 
And as we evolve in this revolution, every human being will awaken to something great. We are born great, but we've been told with the old programming to put the lid on it. And then what did we do? We went into this hypnotic state, mm. like almost robotic state of just being, just being basic, normal. No, mm -hmm. we're not normal. We are abnormally great. <laughs> I, never, I never agreed with this syntax of being normal. You know, I always, I always <laughs> considered myself of being a weirdo. Or there's another term that I love and I found from people on LinkedIn as well. Uh, being a misfit. I'm definitely a misfit. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, so in this Olympic Games, we want all the weirdos. We want yes. all the misfits. <laughs> yes. And we pass the baton on because we respect, we love, honor, and respect you for who you are in being human first. I love that. You won the game. True. true. That's all it takes. And you don't even and you know, run that, for a mile for it. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be, you know what? This is one time where I would recommend competition. In Evolution Revolution, I would love competition to see who's really truly working on themselves to be the best version of themselves. They can only compete against themselves. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's being better. That I wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah. Competition against self, right? Not against the others. Because no, it's not even a competition. It's about your evolution, revolution. Yeah. In how am I being better than yesterday? Yesterday I didn't say sorry to my, to my dad for hurting his feelings. Today I am. So just in taking that small basic step, mm. you evolve. <laughs> Yeah, but you see how how slightly, how small the difference is, right? When when we're talking about competition yeah. between humans and competition to self, we're still getting that thought of, um, yes, I need to win something against someone, even though that someone is me. Yeah, it's you a know? great one, Anrada. I'll tell you where the way it can be the competition in a healthy way. Okay. In a healthy way, it'll be ecosystem versus ecosystem. Yes, I love that. Yes, I love that. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> and um, I would like to ask you something more, uh, especially, yes. um, you know, looking at the current situation. You talked about people coming together, forced, let's say, to be in the same space at home, right? But I want to take this a bit further and ask you about separation of life let's say because um before this happened everybody used to speak about balancing uh work life you know balancing personal life with work life but at this point i see and i think that uh there's a lot of people that see that right that we are forced to actually accept the fact that there is no more separation and in this i would like you to you know tell us more because I know that you believe this for a long time, right? That there's no separation between personal life and, um, and work life. Work life I also yeah. know that you have this syntax that I love. I simply love, which is, uh, my vocation is my vacation. Yes. That I learned from Dr. Martini, mm -hmm. and his teaching was the breakthrough experience. 
And he's a phenomenal teacher as well and one of my mentors. Uh, truly amazing. So yes, your vocation, my vocation is my vacation because right now, you know, in this lockdown, for some people it's hard because of being at home. For me, after I left my teaching fraternity and I started my business is something beautiful in that I own my time. Hmm. And and what I found, there's no separation with work life, business life, and my personal life. I'm one and the same. So isn't it beautiful that our children growing up with us right now, with families, can see their fathers or their moms who are CEOs or owners of business just being one and the same? Yes. And children need to see that in their parents and belong to that. And I think it's so good that you don't need to put on a certain front or dress in a certain way uh, and, and you know, put on this exterior. And that mm-hmm. is all about the ego, the image, you know? So children don't need to see that. They can see my mom and dad as a CEO is just the best in the home and even if he's in the workplace. So it's huge learning right now and it's quite a mind shift as well, even for us, to dress and work from home. Now, I'm used to doing it because I've been consulting for years online where I dress, although I'm at home, I'm dressed in a certain way, like even to be ready to, to receive you today in this podcast, I had to take a shower, I had to put on these clothes, I had to look good because I want to. I'm not doing it for anyone else, I'm doing it because it makes me feel good. So in that way, but simultaneously when I'm consulting and if it's just a call, normal call where I'm consulting with somebody in Canada, I can be in my pajamas. Right. So I'm still regular, the leadership and advocate of leadership of love and being the CEO of Ishk Leadership Academy. I'm still consulting from my bed in my pajamas, but I'm doing business. Mm. So if my children see me that way, they accept me for who I am consulting from my bedroom in my pajamas and if I have to dress up and present myself doing a talk or whatever can you see there's this oneness there's no separation of any sort they can hear in how I'm speaking to somebody outside the home as well as they know how I speak to them in the home it's one and the same so in their minds children can see ah my mom is so sweet and so loving to us and she's so loving and she's so sweet to all her clients can you see so you lead by example in every which way leadership begins with you in the home where your family sees you as a leader in the way you speak in the way you conduct yourself these are the little things that adds to who we become every single moment in how we conduct ourselves Yes, there's um, a certain thing that I would like to add here and also ask you about it. Um, I do believe that right now, due to all this lockdown and, you know, global situation that we're going through, we are in a way forced to take off our masks. And you know how fond I am of this this topic, right? So we are more likely um, being pushed towards actually showing people who we really are behind all the image that we have put before 
behind all those masks that we've built over the years, right? So we are actually being pushed towards allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and allowing the others around us to be just the same. Do you think so? Yes, absolutely. It's very difficult for adults right now to just be at home for many of us because you're so used to leaving home in a certain time, being caught in a routine. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly you're at home for 21 days or longer. It's your, your, it, it has to be, your brain needs to adjust to that. It's a complete mind shift. It is. You know, but it is teaching us about belonging. It's teaching us how to heal separation mm-hmm. because we've been programmed to believe that separation is good. That's what we were programmed to believe. And now we're coming to a place of belonging because Mother Earth is saying, hello, humans, wake up. You belong to the ecosystem. You're no different to the animals or the insects or microorganisms under the earth. You're just the same. You're as small as that. You're just a speck of dust. That's true. Because Mother Earth and nature has showed us by using her force in containing us one way or another. To, for us to awaken to this, that as much as you're the speck of dust, but you're also very powerful. Because when you look at the speck of dust in the wind, it's quite a lot to contend when there's this dust storm, as it were, in the desert or wherever, where you, you, it can totally flatten you. Look at what the speck of dust can do in, in, a, in a collective consciousness. So for as long as we see ourselves small, and not worthy, we're going to remain that way, Andrada. Time has come for us to awaken that we have this power. We, We are as powerful as the mighty seas of the world, that every single droplet or rainfall that collects together can make an impact through the river going into the sea and become the big wave. So the tiny droplet in a collective consciousness makes a huge impact. True, true. So in a similar way, what we are saying today, hashtag born from love, we love ourselves so much. We love ourselves to that degree that we care about humanity. In a collective consciousness, can we awaken with a spark of, a spark even, to ignite this passion of wanting to love. We we, uh, igniting this flame that we can carry it and pass it on to next generation and the next generation of how humanity can collaborate right now and become strong against that which brings suffering. Yeah. We can overcome anything in a collective consciousness. Why not? Just as you get a small group of whatever it is that can cause destruction, we can also collaborate and create success. That's what collaboration is about. What can we do efficiently? What can we do effectively to make it a success? That's what a collaboration is. How can every human being bring their talent, their skill to serve future generations? What legacy are we wanting to leave behind? These are the things we talk about now. These are the things we're teaching our children in the home. So coming through this very difficult time, there are a lot of gifts. And there's always a gift in every adversity. 
So I think what we planted a seed of the new Olympic Games of global consciousness, I think it's a winning recipe, seriously, for love, for collaborative intelligence to work in a way where we can help governments. All governments need to collaborate to make our world a better place. Mm. Biotechnology, we can do it. Just as we are having collaborations via LinkedIn, you know, um, why can't governments do that? Why can't we support governments and new leadership for every country to come on board? How do we, how do we then as leaders use artificial intelligence? You see, artificial intelligence will only serve future humanity if we are awakened yes. to the destruction of what AI can do. If that emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence is not awakened in every human being, AI will destroy humanity, as we can see with 5G technology. That is a reality of life, of radiation that's being put out on the planet. And Mother Earth is not going to be silent about it. And that is the other thing about spiritual intelligence, is tapping into the metaphysical world of how um, the laws of the universe operate. No human being is stronger than that. It will come back literally to bite us in the bum if we think we are greater than that. Your ego is not greater than the ecosystem. We need to understand that. We need to teach our children that. Your ego is not going to win anything. It will only self-destruct you and it will self-destruct or destroy the entire universe as it were. And this is why this conversation we're having is so important, so vital for every human being to awaken to that reality. This is where the teaching of leadership of love starts in the mother's womb, of the programming that we're giving our future generations, that we're giving our children that are already there, a new programming of love, love for self, love for humanity, love for the entire universe, and most of all, planet Earth, because it gives us so much in return. For sure. Makes sense. I, I love that. I love that. And um, I would like to bring something else um, up front right now, which is the global meditation that uh, took place on the 4th and 5th of April at the same time all around the world <clears throat> with different people uh, of different group ages, different beliefs. And uh, they only came together for the same purpose. And that is healing the energy that we surround ourselves with and i know for a fact that you were there in those moments i was there even though on different levels through different channels um and i would like to ask you this one thing and then i would like to also add something about what we the two of us spoke and i would like the listeners and uh and the audience to learn about and i would like to ask you this during the meditation, did you feel that all this uh, collective effort for the collective consciousness um, is going to do its work? I'm, I'm not sure if the question makes sense, but I'm pretty much sure that you understand where I'm going. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's exactly what I spoke about earlier. So if every human being 
in one thought of positivity uh, is, is honing in on something positive. If you collect all those droplets in a container, one droplet becomes a whole lot, a puddle, isn't it? So absolutely. Um, you know, consciousness, it's so difficult to explain. It's, uh, it's vast. Um, you can only experience it in yourself, in your body. And, you know, when you're in that space, it can either give you goosebumps or you won't enjoy it, mm. as it were. You know, you, you've got to have pure intention for something like that to really work. Yeah. So if everyone comes together with pure intention and when there is that intention set, that prayer takes, you know, has wings of its own. Mm -hmm. The infinite intelligence, if we make reference to that as God, and for those who do not believe in God, we'll call it infinite intelligence, will take over. And it will allow for the manifestation of peace, world peace, global peace and love. And it will expand in that way. So what has also happened is that, um, you know, we looked at it and what I'm sharing with you 25 years ago, where we looked at the economic paradigm shifting into spiritual paradigm. Spiritual paradigm, I'm not making reference to religion. I'm talking about the metaphysical world of the entire universe in how it's going to orchestrate this into unity consciousness. Collaborative intelligence is about unity consciousness in how we as humanity are collaborating in meditation to bring about global peace. How we together as a global consciousness through meditation and putting out positive affirmations and positive embedded commands to the universe in, in saying we're sorry, please forgive us, you know, and we're creating something new. So there's a new blueprint being created. And it can only take somebody who's willing and obliging. You can't force anybody into it. For sure. But the most interesting thing happened in this lockdown, we all have various religious faiths and we all have different places of worship. Yeah. So nobody could go to the mosques, to the temples, to the shrines, to wherever you, your synagogue. We, we couldn't go anywhere. But globally via technology, we all were in prayer and deep meditation. So the temple what is the temple? Your temple is the body. Self, yeah. The body is the temple of your soul. Yeah. And what were we doing? We were just igniting light. So we are light. We're amplifying the light through our biochemistry in exuding light. So everything is about positive and negative charge. Everything carries electrical charges. Mm -hmm. And that is light. So we're coming into being this light. And the more we amplify the light within us, the more interconnected we are with the universal laws. For sure. Because we're not working from a space of ego. When you're in a deep meditative state, there's no you. It's just the essence of who you are, that you will vibrate that higher level consciousness out. 
So that is why global meditation and prayer is hugely important right now, because that is the greatest interconnectivity, highest energy frequency we have with that infinite intelligence, which we call God. And we see the God in everything there. We see the God in the coronavirus. We see everything as a divine expression of love because it took the virus for global meditation to happen to amplify our light. What a gift that is. For sure. But you know that this comes to counterparts, all those thoughts um, of regular people who believe that I'm too small to make a change. Um, I will never be able to make an impact on this world because I'm too small to make a change, right? But we can see, and also, and also the belief that um, faith needs to be shown in a shrine, in a church, and that we need to show it to each other. But in fact, if we have faith, and I've been, you know, carrying this belief for a lot of years, and I still, uh, you know, I still hold on to it, is the fact that we don't need to go to a church to be faithful. We need to have that faith in, inside ourselves and to carry our conversations with God or the um, ultimate intel intelligence, you know, in a conversation between ourselves and, you know, the, the higher force. So I, I totally love your answer because it just breaks down so many myths and so many, um, you know, old beliefs, old beliefs that... Yes. It's time for people to change and to adopt um, new ways of seeing things, right? New perspectives. 100%. Um, you know, the thing is this, with all the judgment we have with human beings that we always judge people and their beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, but this is one time where the virus allowed us to embrace everyone's religion and faith and put that aside and come to a common vision and goal because we need every one of you. And however you pray, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. But right now, every one of us is important to change what's happening now. You know, it's like we, there's a bridge and some of us have crossed the bridge through our hardships and challenges and we come to a place of knowingness yeah. So we bring the rest of them across the bridge and I let it that. be safe for them. That it's okay for you to practice whatever you, you want to. Um, there's no fear. You can be whoever you are. We love you. It doesn't matter anymore. So it has been huge uh, learning for, for humans right now in embracing all cultures, all beliefs, going beyond everything, even gender. Yeah. Uh, to embrace every single one of us. Every one of us matters. Some of us may take longer and it's okay. We still love you and it's fine. We're not here to fight and debate. We're tired of that. The fighting has to stop. The inner fighting of the good wolf and the bad wolf within us. Which yeah. one will win? The one you feed the most. So we choose to feed global consciousness of positivity and love. That wolf will win. I can't see the other winning. If we all, you know, if there's more in numbers, united we stand. Together we are stronger. Yeah. So when we come from that place, together we are stronger, then there's no fear because we're all in it together. 
Uh, that's a fact. That's a fact. And I so wish for, you know, more and more people to understand that one, fear leads to nowhere. Uh, two, fear is only a human mind constructive, constructed aspect and it doesn't actually exist, right? Um, and three, the fact that the more we collaborate between, you know, among each other, the higher the results that we will get and you know there's no need for us to compete against each other because there's a lot of space for all of us under the sun right and one more thing that i would like to add here um is the fact that i think last week we spoke about that and uh this is more likely for the audience to uh, learn about is the fact that we will be creating a Born From Love YouTube channel on which Rahila, uh, and maybe, I don't know, maybe in conjunction with me or separate, or we will see. Um, but for the beginning, Rahila will be uh, having guided meditations. Uh, we are still thinking if we're making them recorded or live. But this is one of the things, one of the beautiful things that um, you can expect in the next upcoming period. And obviously a lot, of, a lot more content about our beautiful collaboration when it comes to Born From Love and uh, where we're going with it, uh, why it's so important, starting with us, you know, with ourselves, but expanding it to the entire world and this being said rakila for today i would like to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for being here with us for opening the second season of um impact by choice podcast and um for being all that you are this wonderful healer that i like to call you and to do so much good for the world and for me personally because i've witnessed a lot of your work and a lot of transformation that have happened to me is due to your help your patience and your unconditional love ah oh, that is so sweet and rather you know each person is their own best healer actually <laughs> yeah, you healed yourself <laughs> you know um yeah you healed yourself because you were willing to to go there and um you know that takes a lot uh for you and i've seen how you've evolved through this revolution <laughs> uh you know your evolution has been something for me to observe and you know in doing this work that's what sustains me is the sense of fulfillment that i see uh in the shift and change in others through this work that i do so thank you very much for this beautiful opportunity i feel so honored and privileged to be in this collaboration with you and yes everyone out there can can expect more uh and let's together do this and make the world a better place thank you so much for sure we will take care Thank you.